Thank you for tuning back in to The Big Finish. My name is Jamie Schreiner, and I'm here with my hot, beautiful, hilarious co-host. Becca Kenny. Yes, and we're here at the Lincoln Lodge recording. Um, one, this is going to be a two-episode recording day yeah. for us. It's going to be pretty iconic. We also um, famously went to Menasha, Wisconsin together a few days ago, Becca and I. We yes, Menasha, Wisconsin. Reliving uh, just a couple of road doggies, you know, just out on <laughs> absolutely i've been roading it up i've been gigging it up i i did a um this this month i've been to milwaukee actually my partner was doing a show in milwaukee a drag show in milwaukee but still that's yeah you still went so. i still went i still went i went to davenport iowa to do a show i opened for chelsea hood oh, there and then i did um on wednesday i went to LaSalle to do a um to like perform in the middle of a drag show. It was a bingo game. Oh, no, but I will say, I saw those pictures and it looked like you were just beloved among I the audience there. I did murder, murder, crush, crush, crush. Here's what I'll say though, is um, there was like a certain table of like younger people who really were my rock for that show because <laughs> there were some older people that like, like during a few of my jokes were like, oh no. Like, like looked a little angry, a little pissed. Uh, you know, I... I I don't know that uh, like a bingo crowd is my ideal demographic. <laughs> the, the 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 one table it was kind of like perfect because I feel like they are like <laughs> it was like it was like small town not yeah. not that LaSalle's not that small but like like Smallish, it was like smaller yeah. town like queers who probably don't see people talking about blowjobs in front of their people who are their grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I, I feel like that's the thing is it's like you can be queer in a small town, but that doesn't mean you're not repressed a little absolutely, bit. A little absolutely. repressed. Yeah. And I feel like in the end, like it's like we talked about this in the car a little bit, but it's always like you go to those towns and that's the people who come to you after and be like, thank you so much. But like you're watching them react to the show and you're like, I don't feel like you were grateful. When I was watching you like kind of, I feel like especially like Older people, it shows when you say really, really bold things that they're not used to hearing people say out loud in public. Uh -huh. Their faces will be like, like yeah, complete, like, oh, and then they'll come to you after and be like, oh my god, that was so brave. I loved it. It was so funny. Thank you. And you're yeah, like, sometimes, I, typically, I'll say that like typically the people who have mean faces during my show aren't don't come up to me afterwards and say they're nice like things. saying nice things. Typically, like I feel like I do have a pretty good like read. I'm like, you like this, you didn't like this. Um, I. Mm -hmm did in in menasha the i did have somebody come up to me after famously. the show famously famously somebody um, came up to I, you. I, it's funny because i told hunter like the day before i'm like you know it's crazy i've never had somebody say anything about my military joke because i have a joke about how i don't want to be in the military and, and it's a very funny joke yeah. um as as me as a bystander i will say i want you to tell the story of what actually happened but i was on stage while beckett was speaking to this person and I, in the back of my mind, we're in like a small town in Wisconsin. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Is Beckett okay? And I'm like trying to do my set, but I'm really? also in my peripheral. Because I saw her at the bar talking to you and I was worried. I was like- Did she Did she look mad? 
Well, just her back was to you and her head was like kind of like, she looked like passionate. Oh, yeah. She looked passionate for sure. And I was like, what is going on? And I just kind of had to like ignore it and hope that the other people that were working in the venue like had it under control if it was out of hand. But I just didn't know what was going on. Well, so I like went to back to my table and then like the the woman was talking to like one of the managers at that venue and like <laughs> speaking to the manager was talking to her and like mm-hmm. um I didn't really know what I kind of for some reason I assumed they were friends or like mm-hmm. for some reason I actually in my head had built this narrative that this was her sister. <laughs> and then the the woman <gasps> came up to me and was like I was like, hey, I just watched the show. You did a great job, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, ready to do, like, the... She's like, I'm Amanda. And I'm like, oh, nice to meet you, Amanda. Like, expecting this was going to be, like, a compliment conversation where she just kind of, like, told me, like, how great I did. And, like, you know, and she was like, she was like, you know, you're very funny. You have a great, like, read of the room. Like, you did great. I love most of your jokes. I'm not going to say but. And I'm not going to say but. And then she went on to say, however, like I like in like I was in I served in the military and I just want you to know that like my nephew um, was in the military. My nephew is as gay as the day is long and he volunteered to be in the military and Mm -hmm. it's not a draft thing and it's not something you have to choose to do. And the military is very patriarchal and I, I, you know, and then, then I was like, then I realized I'm like, oh no, I am like in a situation where I am being lectured to about this Uh, and like, and like about like our conversation. I just remember thinking like, in the conversation, she wasn't honestly mean. She was obviously very emotional. She seemed like frustrated and she just seemed like emotional and frantic. And I like, I was talking to her and I remember thinking like, one, don't apologize for the joke yeah. because you're not sorry. And I, I'm not <sighs> sorry about saying the joke. And two, she was like, and two, I was like, don't tell her you're going to change the joke because I'm not going to gonna yeah, change yeah. the joke. Um, and like, I was like, I was like, how do I tell her that I, I don't like agree with her or share her concerns, but like also be like empathetic about <laughs> yes. like her, like, you know, how she feels about it. And, um, and, and, and then I, I said, I was like, I know there's not a draft right now. And she's like, well, not right now. There's never going to be a draft. I'm like, well, you don't know that. I'm like, there was there definitely there was. <laughs> then it went. Then, you know, drafts come back and like they could happen again easily. Like another draft could happen. And um, like my the whole joke is basically me saying that, like, I don't think gay people or queer people should serve in the military and that's like the one thing i agree with like the right on is that like i don't think so you just don't want to, i don't yeah i don't yeah, want the, the and then she's like Shh, and then i'm like but there could be a draft and she's like no and i'm like well there could be like what if we went into world war three and she's like well yeah we we actually then she started talking about all these tensions we have with all these countries and she's like this is happening in sudan and blah 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 and i'm like i'm like okay so you so you're like so there could be a draft and she's yeah. like yeah there could be a draft and she's like, but still, like, like my nephew volunteered. I'm like, and I wanted to tell her, like, I really, like, I have pe- family who served in the military. Like, I mean, I guess everyone does. I mean, yeah, we live in point. America. So, like, I, 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 you guys have family that served in the military? Yes. Yeah, okay. Everyone does. Everyone in the does. room. Okay. In the room. Um, like, but, like, I was like, I was like, my grandpa did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, 
I, I, it's not like against you or your service or your nephew and his service. I was just like, I just feel that like the military is like the, the organization like doesn't treat veterans well, doesn't treat like the people who serve well. I don't think that like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's helpful to these people. And I think that it's not really often like in, in people's best interests and that it's kind of like, you know, about corporate greed and like, you know, the military industrial conflicts and stuff. Mm. And then she's like, oh yeah, completely. It's modern day slave labor. She's like, and, and then she like, was, she was like, she was like, yeah, it's like there, it's just like for the interests of like super rich people to like sell weapons. And like, that's why we get into like wars and there's a reason they target low income neighborhoods. But she said, she said the reason you would never think about going to the military is because you've never been in that situation to where you had to. And I'm like, well, you don't know, know me. me. Like, yeah, you like, don't know like what I like, what my situation's like. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I had to. I guess you assume because I like live in Chicago now that like I have money or come from. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I'm sure. not from Chicago. I, I, I recently had a pretty good job and like I, you know, but mm-hmm. like I don't. I had I had to drop out of college because I didn't have enough money to, to go like to, yeah. yeah to go to college. So I'm like. So from that perspective, I'm like, I definitely under. I mean, I, I definitely understand why that would be appealing to people. And like, what? Like, I remember yeah. the military coming into our school, like in high school, and you know, giving us the pitch. And even I was like, somebody who would never serve in the military. Yeah. Even I was like, free college? Like, is there a way I could like be in the military without being in the military? Yeah. You know. Can't. When the thing is, it's like I think like the the big underlying point. Uh, of of what happened here like that we discussed in the car is it's like i think that this is what happens when people project their personal trauma onto a joke that is about a larger issue because it's like nothing you're saying on stage is a direct attack on that woman or her nephew or Mm -hmm. anyone like but also it's like you're constructing a joke in a way that's playful and fun and not getting on stage and being like i think the whole military is bad yeah you're immediately going to isolate the audience if you put it that way you can't put it that way yeah but it's like you're 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 shining a light on that right and by like kind of going in the back door and i think it's like right the back door (laughs) <laughs> a bottom in the back like door. a gay joke because <laughs> i talk about fucking like, but like um um and so what was confusing to me at a certain point is i'm like you're saying that the military's patriarchal you 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 were disabled in during yes. service your nephew was disabled during service in the military you're saying that they don't do a lot to like protect you or to like like make your life easier as a veteran who like went through intense trauma and like sacrificed like your physical ability to be in the military and you know you say it's just for like huge corporate interests and that they like treat you i'm like i have a hard i'm like i i have a hard time understanding what part of the joke specifically she was mad at because that Mm -hmm. that to me was like i'm like i feel like we're on the same side Mm -hmm. and um like i i uh, you know, I I I I just think that like like the military organization is very abusive, and like it's not something that mm-hmm. I would 
wish upon somebody and definitely not something yeah. I'd wish upon myself. And that's what the joke is about because it's confusing to me because for so long, I feel like don't ask, don't tell and like queer people serving in the military mm-hmm. and like like trans people and like gay people and like, you know, that was like a centerpiece of like the gay rights movement when I was growing up. Like I felt like it was marriage equality was like number one and then number two was like the don't right ask, don't tell being kind of, repealed yeah. and stuff and that being like, and that was always confusing to me because that didn't feel like a right that I felt was productive. Definitely not to be a centerpiece of the movement because I'm like, mm-hmm. it feels like we're, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, the, the truth is I don't think straight people should have to serve in the military it's either. It's true. I mean, yeah. it's And, I and it's a very complicated issue. And, I, you know, a joke simplifies it. Uh, but, like... Yeah. And it's it's the same thing as, like, I mean, I, I think of, like, I worked with this comedian, Levi, in Texas, and he does a joke about, like... Um, partying and like drug use i think and mm-hmm. this woman came up to him after the show and like tears in her eyes she's like my son died from an overdose and i can't believe you would joke about something like that and like stormed out and it's this thing where it's like his joke had nothing to do with her son but it's just like the topic itself it almost reminds me of like you know when like well i don't know how you are with your siblings but it's like if you have only your, child no, only <laughs> child so yeah i was like i don't even think you have siblings. And i was like honestly that tracks for you but i uh and i say that with all the love in my heart but i do think it's like if you have a family member though or like your mom or your and and you're like oh like when she does this it's so irritating or da 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 like you can talk about it because mm-hmm. you know that thing but it's almost like if somebody else were to talk about your sister or somebody else were to talk about your mom you're like well hey now yeah you yeah. don't know what you're ta- and i feel like it's almost that i feel like she almost was like didn't think that well, then, because you're not in the military, you shouldn't be able to talk about it. But it's also, it's like, you, you guys essentially agree. Which, which right, you ended up we essentially out. agree <laughs> at the end of the day. Because, you know, like, um, so that that's that's what my joke is. I, I guess, you know, the joke is about, like, some of the things that, like, like Democrats and, like, I'm not going to say, like, liberals are left, but, like, Democrats specifically are fighting for don't actually seem like they're in the best interest of, of like, people. queer people and gay people. And I know that that's, like, also difficult because if you are in a small town, maybe the only way, path you have to going getting a college education is through military service. And so now if that's not, like, available to, like, queer people, you know, so I know it's, like, a complicated yes. thing for mm-hmm. sure. But, like, at the same time, I'm, like, I don't know if the situation is just for us to ignore it and be, like, like yeah gay people need to be in the military and like that i I just get scared like there's gonna Mm -hmm. be a draft someday and it's like then you're placed in the situation where like you're around like a bunch of people who are she says patriarchal and patriarchal is obviously so deeply connected to homophobia you know what i mean like oh absolutely and it's like you know like who are sexist and homophobic where you you feel afraid you know what i mean that's that's scary and then you're putting your life at risk to you know and and a part of the joke that i cut was um, I say like, like I I I don't want the right. You know, I I get that like the people the people on the right don't the, the Republicans don't like want us to have the right mm-hmm. to die for oil. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because that's that's what it feels like sometimes. And also, it feels like so many of these like s- these like perks that they put in the military, like free college education, are something that people should be able to get, get without period. being in the military well, and i think that's yeah. a big part of the reason that we aren't able to like push for free college i mean like like because the military industrial is, it really, complex is lobbying yeah. for us not to have free college so they can use that as a recruitment tool when basically like i mean all i was going to add is is essentially that is it's just like you look at this like umbrella issue of like 
the military being homophobic, but it's it's this bigger issue of like the patriarchy being homophobic, and then this even bigger issue of like because of capitalism, there's this intersection of like if we don't let gay people join the military, they have to pay for college, which feeds these bigger corporations. And if we like make, you know, college free if you join the military, like it's all all of these things ultimately. Go back to, to the money. larger issue of yeah, capitalism. Of like of Every, like corporate greed and like everything. our wars being tied to money and stuff. And like, like money, I mean, I do not think money is inherently evil. It's what people are doing with money that is inherently evil in this country. And it creates all of these like socioeconomic issues and divides. And I think honestly, like with you and Amanda, I think that the the disconnect and the desire, Her name divide was... Yeah, our, what did I say? You said you said her name, which I I, yeah, yeah. I, I never said. <laughs> no, you you did say it earlier. Did I? You did say Amanda earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did. And now we've said it like eight okay. times. So Damn, I'm, sorry. But, um, sorry, sorry, Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sorry. I was like, I'm not the first one to say it. But um, I, I okay. Well, I mean, there are a lot of Amandas. Yeah, it could literally be anybody. Mm. Um, but like, then she also told me to like join a bunch of libertarian Facebook groups because she's like, she's like, yeah, they'll yeah. tell you everything you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, her face. She's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, you need to join like all these like libertarian Facebook groups and like get in with the libertarian group chats and stuff because they're telling the truth about the military industrial complex. And what I ended up telling her was, I was like, I'm not going to change anything I said because I don't think yeah. anything I said was offensive or it's not something I won't stand behind. But maybe like there's more in the joke that I could add. Yeah to like talk about the military industrial complex and maybe the bigger thing in a funny way you know and that's like really yeah. hard to talk about such uh -huh. like a complicated issue and like I, I was gonna i just wanted because like what i was trying to get at is like i do think the issue with the two of you is more of a socioeconomic thing i think she felt like you're maybe being classist and i don't think that that was your goal but i think that's like because of her preconceived notions about you mm -hmm. being from a metropolitan area mm -hmm. she assumed like oh like you make more money than me or you have more status than me mm -hmm. to be making this commentary. Whereas it's like, ultimately, I think that that's how they, they kind of, if we're all the worker ants and they're the grasshoppers using the bug's life metaphor, that that's how they pit us against each other. Cause it's like, if she thinks that you have more than her and you think that she's like a libertarian <laughs> weirdo, that it's like you, you are in discord when it's like, really we could, I think we could all unite against the same larger issue which is these big box corporations and and just capitalistic greed in general i think right. is what's creating a lot of these problems right right completely i mean it's it's a huger it's a huge systemic issue that like that like the idea of fighting for the rights for gay people in the military mm -hmm. it feels like blind to like a, a lot of bigger issues which is kind of what my joke is about and like um you know, and so so that's what I said to her, and we hugged it out, and we we had a good conversation, and she was very emotional, and I don't actually think she totally knew, and I I mean mm -hmm. I it probably like the core of it was like feeling like, well, you never had to even consider being in the military, so like, and that's just not true. It's I mean, not like true, not that yeah. I mean it's true that I would never have been in the military. People were really pushing it for me, and I, you know, I I definitely have like some privileges in terms of like my education. I didn't have like a private education ever, but like I had access to good public education yeah, which yeah, i think yeah. is like um you know a, a privilege mm -hmm. and um so like so like I, mm -hmm. I i i understand that but i think that she didn't even really know what she was mad at me about and that's like she didn't really have like she because i didn't say that there was a draft i didn't say anything incorrect and actually we agreed on most things but i also think that like 
when you're in the military and when you have family in the military, you feel like it felt like I was maybe attacking to her, her nephew and her and yeah, saying yeah. like, that, that, and that's not what it was either, you know, mm-hmm. and it's because I know that like people serving in the military, a lot of them don't have other options. A lot of them think what they're doing is heroic because that's what they've been told their whole life. Yes. And it's it's hard too to be like. And I, this is kind of what I felt, but I didn't want to say this to her because I didn't want to, want to hurt her feelings. But like, I'm like, mm-hmm. w- I'm like, why would you want somebody to have to have gone through what you went through and what like your nephew went through? It's, you know? Yeah, it's that it's that age old like, it's the same way of like, at least my parents' generation. It was the mindset of like, oh well, I lived through it, so they can too. And it's like, no, it's like, how do we make it? better for the next generation how do we build a better world we shouldn't inflict the same trauma we went through on the next generation just because well i had to like no that's not that's not kind that's not thoughtful it's not making the world a better place Mm -hmm. it's making it fucking worse or making it at the very least continue to be as bad as it is and it's just like it's just not productive yeah and i mean yeah the person i feel bad that we said her name the person in question was very lovely and and, like nice and i do think that she was probably just triggered and like has some unhealed trauma there but ultimately like you're not going to heal that for her and you're joke is not the reason for that being there right i would agree and i would say that like uh, also i'll say that um you know there were times when i felt a little trapped in that combo and a little little, like nervous and and scared (laughs) and 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 i definitely would say i disagree with her on the libertarian thing and and but i i (laughs) i could deal with amanda's all day you know what i mean if like if like somebody comes up to me and you know the thing is when i'm performing that joke that's a big difference that is a difference between performing that joke in chicago versus performing it on the road and typically Mm -hmm. i know there are people in the service who have laughed at that joke or who are veterans who've laughed at that joke because i mean you know when you're performing in small Mm -hmm. town usually that joke kills i very rarely had somebody criticize me about it even like people who are who are like maga people who are like you know, people who've like served the military, usually they'll, they'll tell me like, I still thought that joke was funny, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so like, uh, but I, I like in Chicago, I think, you know, a lot of these people have office jobs or they don't have office jobs, but like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, they, they like work at a coffee shop and the reason they're in Chicago is because they want to be in a big city to like mm-hmm. be around artsy people or be, crea- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like the people you're performing in Chicago, they, they've they never considered being in the military. A lot of them yeah, probably yeah. have never considered being in the, and I'm generalizing, but like yeah. I could perform to like 40 people in Logan Square and none of them could have served in the military or been veterans. Whereas if I'm performing in a small town, there are There's veterans in the veterans audience. There. There's just no doubt about it, you know? Well, and I think the part of, part of that as well is just like, what, what, when we talked, again, I feel bad because we did talk about this in the car on the way back as well, like whether, you, whether we like it or not, and as, you know, faux lower classes people may try to appear in some of the neighborhoods in the city there is a certain demographic of people who live in chicago and new york and la and any major city who have literally never wanted for anything in their entire life and they can put on they can put on a pair of doc martens and a ripped jean but they it's like no your parents are paying your rent and it's like i'm not judging you but it's just it's all about like it's like i was saying like money isn't inherently evil is what you do with it i think it's like really difficult because people who have wealth and like have status they almost have never had to empathize with people less fortunate than them unless they they literally it's like it's a muscle that you have to work and it's like if you've been there it's very easy to understand and know what that's like because you've lived it but it's like i think a lot of people who 
live in cities they'll you know like they'll they'll share the fundraiser post on their story and they'll you know but they they don't i don't think that they like truly empathize with and the thing is it's like as much as i think like as much as it makes me mad that there are like lower class white people who have gone down the maga route because they're disenfranchised it's like that's what happens when you get stuck in this little bubble and you don't have access to another way of thinking and i think it's like ultimately like poor liberals and poor democrats sorry poor liberals and like poor republicans it's it's two different routes that are created by the same disenfranchisement well what what, the same lack of resources what what's happened i think writ large is that like over time like a long time and this really started to change over the the 80s and like reaganomics of like for a long time like (laughs) the democrats like were the the union was the labor force like that's what they ran on was like like getting labor rights was like you know like was Mm -hmm. things for working class people but then as as times have changed you know like the focus it's become that like democrats and republicans both economically are, are not that different yeah, sometimes yeah. like 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 fiscally it doesn't feel like democrats are fighting for like things or they're constantly making compromises <sighs> mm-hmm. and they're like like you know getting donations from the same people in the same groups and then it comes down to just social issues so it's like the democrats and the republicans like are, are, are hugging each other in so many economic and fiscal issues but then like on social issues it becomes like like white straight white people like versus like now the democrats are like you know are are trying to like do like queer people or are trying to like include queer people and like like people of color and like and so i i think what's hard is that like mm-hmm. white people don't feel like poor white people don't feel that like the democrats are representing their interests mm-hmm. and and they don't understand that like republicans are are not are even further away from yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and and so it becomes a thing where it's like you're voting for like two people who neither of them would ever vote for universal health care, but w- one of them feels like they would literally kill you. Like literally yeah. kill gay people and one of them's like oh no, I I think gay people should have rights. And so like that I feel like that's like the yeah. and um yeah, I just I think that like I don't know. I feel that I feel that like a lot of like poor white people feel disenfranchised by like Democrats in politics. And I think the truth is that like they don't understand that like like fighting for the rights of people of color and queer people and like women do not take away from, from your, your rights. rights. They don't take away from your rights. But there are like big problems that both the Democrats and the Republicans are not fighting for actual and yeah. p- p- actual like people to have money to have health care and the thing is like you're like having mm-hmm. money is not the problem and that's true having money isn't the problem but the, the it's not the having it's the taking you know yeah. what i mean because i wouldn't care if there were billionaires if like if everybody in the usa had health care shelter and food and it the world wasn't dying in a climate crisis yeah. that was caused by like super rich people not giving a fuck, fuck. about anything else at all and like I mean, yeah like if if if, an, if everybody had enough then some people having more doesn't wouldn't matter the as the world much. it's and when i think that's what i mean when i say like money isn't inherently evil it's what people do with money it's the people who are hoarding the resources and then it's like it's almost like they hoard the resources and they 
they pit us against each other um, with social issues while ignoring the larger economic and climate issues. Not the social issues are absolutely important. I'm absolutely, not saying they're not important. Absolutely. absolutely, everybody should have rights. But it's like by like making people who have more in common with one another than they have different each other's enemies it allows them to behind the scenes pull off all this other bullshit and not actually fucking fix anything we're putting the focus on the wrong things I mean but it's hard because like because I feel like truly like and I I think we're seeing this in like elections now of that like 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 people in like Mm -hmm. Republican states and like who are traditionally conservative they actually don't the, the the policies that Republicans push are not popular. Like taking away Social Security and Medicare is not popular. It's not popular. Like like taking away abortion rights is not, not popular. popular. People will if people like kind of thought that they they like oh yeah I'm I'm pro I feel like I mean there are people who are definitely adamantly pro life but there are like a lot of people who I feel like are like I'll vote for Republicans but because you know abortion's safe but like. They don't realize, like, mm-hmm. no, these people will take everything from you. And, you know, it's they're not helping you, you yeah. know? And I think it's, like, I think the thing that makes me so sad is it's, like, they they put, I think that they try to put the, the emphasis on issues that are caused by this bigger issue. Mm, yeah. Like, this big, huge issue of the capitalistic greed, the take, take, take without giving anything back is what this country's founded on from, you know fucking taking the land from native americans to disenfranchising and and building the country off of the backs of slavery Mm -hmm. has created this monopoly and created this whole thing and so it's like if we fight about all the stuff that's down here that's caused by this they never have to fix this when it's like this Mm -hmm, is what's mm -hmm. causing all of this Mm -hmm, and it makes mm me so because racism is directly like is a result of capitalism you know like it you know, it it really is because like it's they're using these social issues to push unpopular economic policy, um, and yeah, it's it's crazy. But I could deal with like Amanda's all day, and I I don't have a problem with her at all. Mm-hmm. She was very nice about it. She just discussed it with me. We talked. We hugged it out. She bought me a, a drink. I think like but like <laughs> and and but like it it does get scary performing in like like rural areas when the country is so divided like and I've had people storm the stage on me in Chicago yeah. because I like I talk about being gay like I get nervous like Amanda got, got super emotional but it, but like you know Amanda the way Amanda reacted when she was super emotional was just like talking to me and feeling she needed to discuss this with me but it's like what if you're in a situation you're you have like a, a veteran who who has a gun we're in a state that like it's super you know you know everyone has guns mm-hmm. who like you know has mental illness that was never you know never supported never dealt with nobody gave him the resource to do that and like that could be a situation where like something violent could happen that like you know i could be put in danger and that's something that i do think about a lot and i get actually really scared about when i go yeah and i don't blame you i don't ever i i feel like it would never stop me because i mean i've been i I sometimes i i get scared in those situations almost every single time before Mm -hmm. i go on stage like more so than like typical because i just like i've had people like yell at me on stage and come up on stage and threaten me and i felt like fear like but i i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm like i i would rather do it and like live with that fear than like you know stop talking about it you know and And that's 
that's like that but but i i and you know i've told people talked to a lot of people about this and they're like i i told her that i might add another part of the joke to try and like say like include you know include people in the military like people who have served not like the Mm -hmm. people like the military industrial complex but like the people who have served in the military and like you know maybe there's a way that i can include them more for sure and it's not because i like want to like succumb to their will but one i want people to know that one i'm not making fun of your service two i i want to feel safe doing that joke you know and and um i I, maybe there isn't a three (laughs) i was gonna say all all i wanted to say to you because i think everything that we've talked about is really important in this episode and i and i do think we have to do this song in a little bit but i just wanted to say to you like as scary as it is and as difficult as it is mm-hmm. and i know that you're like oh i can tell when somebody's mad versus when somebody enjoys it like there are people in those towns that you're going to who are like one of like maybe one of one or one of five queer people in that community and they they need to hear you say that and i know mm-hmm, it sounds mm-hmm. like it's it sounds so um hippy dippy or like gold at the end of the rainbow of me but it's like i'm sure like you will have people when you go to those towns who are like thank fucking god mm-hmm. there are like there, there's somebody who who looks like me who thinks like me who talks yeah, like me yeah who's had who's lived my experience and it kind of almost like is a reminder of like it gets better outside of yeah. this tiny town yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a whole world out there where people are are loved and accepted and gay and, you know, yeah. And that you can be gay and, like, you know, be bold and be fearless and, like, say, yes. like, things on stage that are bold and scary and that, like, you know, that it, it's, it's like... I get nervous. I'm like, I'm like with the the laws that are like being passed in Nashville. I mean, the oh thing is, the, once again, like, I don't think that like Republican politics or politicians are popular in this country. But the way that the country set up, the way that the power is dispersed, like, you know, we could have we could be like an election away from the House, the Senate and like the presidency all all, all being republicans not because people want that but because that's how it's, it's set up spread and, out and, or, yeah ugh. well gerrymandering and like and like the supreme court is so permissive and like you, you know like and they they've been fighting for power for so long and it, it feels yeah. like it gets frustrating because it feels like democrats don't fight back so often and yeah. um <laughs> and um but but like I'll, i i'd say always vote that's like that's that may not be enough but that's part that's like the brushing your teeth of like politics and activism it's like it's like vote to the left like 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 vote in the primaries vote in the local elections it all really matters but i mean there's much more you can do than vote donate you know but that's a bare minimum brushing your teeth yeah we'd love you to floss too right right if we floss it's not going to be as fucked up of a dental appointment yeah yeah but at least brush your teeth yeah and um yeah, so so like I'm like I'm like it could you know you don't know like like the the Republican frontrunners are Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis who are incredibly terrifying, evil, disgusting, pathetic shit piece of shit people who should be on the street eating dog shit. Fuck them. But like like DeSantis like is banning books in like Florida. Like this is Nazi shit. Like yeah, I mean it's insane. It's terrifying. It's 
terrifying scary 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 and it's like it's like the idea that like i mean that he could be he could become president we see what the house is willing to do we see what the senate is willing to do they will not stop this shit yeah they, they will fall in line and do the evil shit that like whatever authoritarian leader they have does their bidding and i don't know it could be illegal for me to be gay and perform in spaces like that's that i mean you know it, it's I, there are a lot of comedians in chicago who couldn't perform in nashville because of the laws yeah. that are going on, you know. Um, anyway, and uh, I mean, yeah, I like it's hard because it's like I don't want to be like, let's start a song, you know. What I mean, I feel yeah. like very. Dis- <laughs> and now it's time for the song, but no, I mean, all all we can do at this point is brush our teeth. I think it's the thing is like getting everybody because if it's a pop, it's like it makes me think of with Hillary and Donald back in 2016, like. We could all brush our teeth and we could still be fucked, but it's like at least, at the very least, we should try to get everybody to brush your teeth. Yeah. yeah. Well, <sighs> it's feeling like an episode of Chicago over here, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Becca. Libertarian Party is right about everything. <laughs> Just kidding, please brush your teeth. The Libertarian Party's right about everything. Just kidding, please brush your teeth. Ooh, the Libertarians, they want to abolish all government so that corporations get rule. But don't you think that we're kind of true? Don't corporations already kind of rule everything? Everything. Maybe we should give money out of politics and work to make sure we have a more representative democracy. Then we could see. Don't be a libertarian, brush your teeth. Oh, I think you got some gunk, but you can put in the junk because we don't need Trump who is backpack people like the Koch brothers who are libertarians libertarians have done so much <laughs> to enable far-right politics to become normalized but they're right about everything and by right about everything i mean the far right they're far right about everything far right about, about everything everything it's like that meme of the person wearing a mask and you lift up the mask and it's another thing only the mask is libertarian party and underneath the mask it's just the far right party it's just the far right party it's, it's just, just the, the far right party, party. along with the republicans party. along with republicans libertarians are just republicans or anarchists but the thing is if you get rid of government another power will rise and it might not be as nice it'll probably be be as nice a lot less nice to be anything but a straight white God-fearing person in that country Who has money? Who has money? Who has money? Not, not me Who has money? 
that was a very bright and inspirational <laughs> song to end the episode. Um, yeah, everybody, you can uh, you can catch us uh, at the next one. I'm Jamie Shiner. This is Becca Kenny. We had the amazing Becca Nixtam on the keys for that beautiful, sad song about yeah. the state of America right now. Yeah. And we have our producer, Christine Ferreira, in the building with us. We are uh, going to get ready to record our next episode with, you guessed it, the amazing Becca Nixtam right now. Bye. Bye. This is the big finish at Lincoln Lodge. We're about to get it on the show. So come on, everybody, and get the show on the road. Let's get it on the road.